For all species other than humans, things just are what they are. Our problem is that we're always trying to figure out what things mean, why things are the way they are, as though the why matters. Emerson put it best, we cannot spend the day in explanation. Don't waste time on false constructs. It's okay to be discouraged. It's not okay to quit. To know you want to quit, but to plant your feet and keep inching closer until you take the impenetrable fortress you've decided to lay siege to in your own life. That's persistence. Hello and welcome to another episode of 321 Go Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scanlon. You just heard from one of my favorite books, uh, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. So today's episode is going to be a similar structure to what we did a couple weeks ago, uh, the FAQ Project. Uh, I'm going to be pulling some excerpts from the book, The Obstacle is the Way. I'm going to be answering some frequently asked questions that come from our hub platform, our 321Go Think Tank. And also I'm going to pull some excerpts from our uh, you know, previously unreleased Q&A sessions from our 2017 Gym Owners Growth Summit. So you'll be hearing from... Clay Weldon, the founder of 321Go, you'll be hearing from me, and I'll also be pulling some excerpts from The Obstacle is the Way. Uh, Those of you that have been following the podcast know that I have been rereading The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday uh, so far this year. I first came across this book, ironically, uh, a couple years ago, I was doing a lot of trail running. And I was training for a, an adventure race, a mountain biking and trail running adventure race. Ha- and I would listen to audiobooks as I would do these trail runs. <laughs> Ironically enough, I you know, was through my second listening of this book. I was on a trail run and got into what ended up being a, a pretty gnarly accident. And uh, this has been a couple years ago now. And it... You know, the I had fallen down the side of this cliff. I had turned my ankle, jacked up my knee, and subsequently ended up having some some pretty substantial injuries as a result of this accident. I look back and, and I say it's ironic that I um, sustained this injury while while listening to this book because this book is all about using difficulty and using failure and using bad things that happen to us as a tool to learn from. And and so that's why this book is has a ton of meaning for me. And it it's a book that I continue to read through, a book I continue to listen to as I was, you know, rehabbing from this injury, as I was kind of building back up my fitness and my strength. So uh it the the book certainly has a uh a special place in in my life. Uh, it's it was is very impactful during this time and something. And the ideas in the book are things that I still use today. But today's episode, what we're looking at, some of these frequently asked questions, have a lot to do with difficult decisions, making business decisions that you know will probably end in some type of failure. Not a catastrophic failure, but a 
small learning failure, something that we can easily bounce back from. I want to unpack that opening quote. Uh, For all species other than humans, things just are what they are. Our problem is that we're always trying to figure out what things mean, why things are the way they are, as though the why matters. I think sometimes in our businesses, as, as entrepreneurs, it is easy for us to get tied up into things. Like something has a, a deeper meaning to it as opposed to just taking things at face value. One of the first experiences that every gym owner especially can relate with is when that first client quits the gym. It's like you're being broken up with. I've even heard people refer to it as every time somebody quits, it's like you're getting broken up with all over again. And I think sometimes we may look into that a little too deep, or maybe we could use that person quitting as a tool instead to understand, okay, maybe it's something I did. Maybe there's something wrong with the way we do things, or maybe that person wasn't a good fit. So what if we use those things to drive us, to improve our product, as opposed to beating us down emotionally? Going on. It's okay to be discouraged. It's not okay to quit. To know you want to quit, but to plant your feet and keep inching closer until you take the impenetrable fortress you've decided to lay siege to in your own life. That is persistence. Uh, I, I pulled this quote out of the book because I recently saw somebody post this week in our think tank. Uh, I'll summarize. I won't read this verbatim or you know say who the person was, but basically this person posted, I've been a gym owner. You know, I've owned a gym since 2010, and you know we, we were going through all these struggles. We're having all of these difficulties, and I thought we were the only ones. I thought I was the only one that was experiencing this. And then I hop in here and I'm reading all these comments in this group and I realize that, no, these are all really common issues. Uh, and that's why this thing really, really stuck out to me. I think for me personally, sometimes if I know that the issues that I have going on, whether it's in my training or my business or whatever the case may be, Sometimes for me, it's really comforting to know that these are common issues, that this discouragement is very is common amongst a lot of people. Just to hear this, it's okay to be discouraged. It's okay to have a rough day. It's okay to feel like giving in. That's fine. But still, what you're going to do is you're going to plant your feet and keep inching closer until you take the impenetrable fortress that you've decided to lay siege to in your own life. Maintaining that persistence, I think. Understanding things may not work out. I don't have the perfect plan, but I'm going to move forward regardless. That is the the true persistence. And I think that that's the thing that really separates, in my mind, uh, the successful gym owners, however you want to define that for yourself, and, and the ones that not even gym owners, actually, successful business owners and the ones that, that don't survive. It's, it's really important to realize that no business had it all figured out at the very beginning. You know, I, I've seen this meme on the internet related to Amazon. and I mean, 
I remember when Amazon first started. It was a place to buy $2 books with $6 shipping. You know, like that's that was Amazon at first. And now look at what Amazon has become. It's this, you know, massive global marketplace. And, you know, so the, the original business plan, the orig- original rollout wasn't perfect. And the important thing is, is that Amazon kept pushing forward, kept changing, kept adapting, kept trying new things and probably had a lot of failures in there. Probably still having a lot of failures today, but uh, they're trying new things and they were, were able to adapt to what has essentially become the death of the physical book. You know, their business has not only survived, but thrived because they kept pushing forward uh, despite probably some discouragement along the way. So, as I said, Today's episode, it's a different format. I got a lot of good feedback when we did this before, you know, maybe cutting down on on some of the longer form interviews and getting into some actual nuggets that you can turn around and use, take action on in your business, you know, catalog some of these questions that we get all the time and just kind of have a repository and a resource for these types of things. So let's get on to the questions. I'll throw in some quotes from The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Again, I, I highly recommend you check this book out. While it's not necessarily a you know hard tactical business book, it is a book about mindset. It's a way to reframe the idea of failure and adversity in your life, and, and certainly a book that that I would recommend that anybody check out. So, I'm going to get to the first of our questions. Again, our theme today is kind of along the lines of business decisions, trying new things, implementing new programs, uh, you know, just kind of throwing stuff out in the world and seeing what sticks, which is, you know, if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, this is something I talked about with Josh. This is something that we're really good at in our own gym is trying trying new things. So let's let's go ahead and get get down to business here. All right. First question has to do with reaching out to companies, corporate wellness. All right. So when reaching out to companies, what have you found works the best? Go there in person, email, call. We're struggling on getting that first introduction on our corporate programs. All right, this is this is a great question. This is one that I get a lot. Uh, there's also another question in here, and I'm just going to go ahead and lump both of these into the same category. And this question is, hey, how do I reach out to local schools regarding doing after-school training programs or doing high school strength and conditioning programs? So I'm going to go ahead and tackle these one by one. We're going to start with the the corporate wellness thing. How do I reach out to companies regarding corporate wellness? Uh, let's start off this way. You do not want to reach out to these companies with a cold call or just a cold email into the HR department. Let's unpack this a little bit and let's think about, all right, where are these HR directors coming from? 
what is on their plate. You know, they have to manage hiring and firing. So those of you that have ever worked in a large corporate environment, i.e. a company that could afford your services, you know that it is very difficult to fire somebody in an environment like this. The amount of paperwork and follow-up and documentation that you need to fire somebody is insane. In addition to that, you're managing workman's comp, you're managing unemployment insurance, you're managing probably some aspect of payroll, healthcare benefits, flex spending accounts, answering all of these questions, hiring new people, sitting in on interviews. You're probably involved in some type of third-party mediation for things that are going on. Basically, what I'm saying is if you're an HR director at a company that can afford to have a corporate wellness program, you have a million things on your plate. The last of those things on your plate is probably optimal wellness programs for the company. Now, that's not necessarily a hard and fast rule. Of course, there are companies that have existing wellness programs in place, and maybe there's some you're in a part of the country that tends to be more forward thinking in this realm, in which case your answer to this question may be different. But I want to kind of address what I think will be the vast majority of companies that you could potentially reach out to. So I set the stage to really understand what the duties of an HR director look like in order to frame, okay, what is the best way to reach out to these people? Again, you got to understand that they're getting cold calls, cold emails from a bajillion different providers. So your sort of path in cannot be that same way. Okay. So don't, I mean, no call will work. There's no email template. There's no mailer that you, that you're going to send them that they're all of a sudden going to say, Oh, great. I would love to add a lot more work onto my plate. And I would love to spend thousands of dollars of my budget to make this wellness thing happen. It just is not that there's not that direct line of, Oh, this is an amazing email template. Let's go ahead and spend money with this gym. So, How do we go about doing this? Always, always, always with any of these things, including, which I'm about to get to, high school strength and conditioning programs, when you're reaching out to companies, what you want to do is you want to start off by, you want to find somebody in your backyard, okay? Look for companies in your backyard, and I'm talking within one or two miles of you. We want to reduce the barrier to entry as much as possible. And chances are you're going to have to do something on site initially. You have to go to them. They're not going to come to you. So find somebody in your backyard first. Make a list of all of these companies in your backyard. Put them in a spreadsheet. Next, what you want to do is you want to start asking around your existing membership. Okay, anybody work at these companies that are in my backyard. And then you want to, okay, now we're going to start reaching out. Now we're putting members' names next to these companies in our spreadsheet. Now you want to reach out to these members. And you just want to plant a little, just plant something in their ear. 
and it could be it could be an email, take them out to coffee, take the member out to lunch, whatever the case may be. And you don't want to start off, I mean, just you're dating at this point, right? You know, you're just dating this company. And you say, hey, you know what? This year, the gym is, we're really focused on expanding our footprint of of wellness, whatever it may be. You know, uh, CrossFit or powerlifting or yoga or kettlebells, whatever you do in your gym. Like, that's great. Like, those workouts are awesome. But you know what, Sally? We really want to, we want to help out the community. And not only will we want to help out the community in this city, we want to start in our, in our back door and, you know, our backyard. And, and, you know, I found that if I can go into a company and just maybe teach people a little bit about, you know, doing some stretches at, the, at their desk Maybe uh, teach them some productivity tips, you know, show them how to walk around the office, or maybe do a little meal prep demonstration. You know, I found that really helps people out throughout their day. You know, hey, do you, what do you think about that? Do you think people would be interested in that in your office? And then, you know, of course, you know, this member is a big fan of yours. And so, you know, they'll probably begin to pave the way for you. Now, that first coffee that you have with that member, that first lunch that you have with that member, that's not going to cut it. You need to just constantly follow up. Every time you see that member, mention something to them. Take them out to multiple coffees. Really take the slow build approach because this could take up to a year to get this thing in place, but you got to start laying that track, okay? Start laying that track before the train comes through. So you've had the coffee, you've had the sit down with the member, and then you just start off small. Start off with a little lunch and learn. Do a meal prep demonstration. One thing that I found, and here's a little tip, is that most people go into an office underprepared with their food. You know, uh, I don't know, I don't know which, if your guys' members are the same way, but I find that the, the number one nutrition mistake that people make is they'll, they'll leave the house with like a breakfast bar and an apple and somehow think that they're going to figure out good nutrition decisions throughout the day. They sit down in their office, they get a million emails, they get stressed out, and next thing you know, they are going to the, the closest place. They're going out to eat for lunch. Uh, if they're eating lunch at all, they may just skip right through that. They may have you know coffee in the afternoon, stress to the max, then they get home and they eat everything in sight. So I found it's really valuable if you kind of can go into somewhere and be like, hey guys, here's what uh, a reasonable amount of food looks like if you are to prepare for the entire day. So you do a little simple meal prep presentation with the company and you know, if, if anybody wants to sit down and ask any questions, you get email addresses. So for all these things that you do, you have a sign-up sheet, first, last name, email addresses. So you do the presentation, you follow up with like a, a free PDF, you follow up with some emails, some tips and tricks. Uh, maybe you put together a blog post of healthy, you know, carry out meal items that are around the office. You're just maintaining contact, maintaining a presence in the office. And then maybe the next month you come back and you do a desk stretching series. Boom. Follow up. 
next week or two. You send some videos. You send some emails. You send some encouragement to everybody that signed up for that thing. Then maybe the next month you come back after that and you do a, all right, here's a little workout routine that you can do. I mapped out a solid walking route around the office. Here is a map and here is a little workout. You do a walk down this block. You do five air squats. You walk a little bit further. You do a push-up on this bench or whatever the case may be. So you've got like these different just free presentations. You're just coming in. You're a face. As you you come in, you gather email addresses. You send some high-value content back out to the people. And then you go back and you just get testimonials from, you know, after you do a presentation, you get feedback. What did you take away from it? What was valuable? What will you change in your day-to-day routine as a result of this information? You go back to that member that comes to your gym regularly, that works at that company. You also get testimonials from them. You ask them, how has this improved your mood at work? How has working out here improved your productivity? What are some things that you've learned? What are some tangible numbers that you've taken away? How much weight have you lost? How much better are you sleeping as a result of working out here? Then. You have all of these testimonials. You have all of this proof of concept. And now you can go to the HR director. And we're talking, this is three or four months later. You now approach the HR director and you say, hey, listen, you're, you, now you've got testimonials. You've, you we're putting names down on this thing. And you approach the HR director and you say, hey, listen, all these people had these awesome things to say about what we're doing. Uh, what do you think we take it to the next level? And now what you can do is you do a six-week nutrition challenge or you do a six-week workout challenge where you come there two days a week for 30 minutes and you do a quick little workout with everybody. And then you do this whole thing in the office, super low barrier to entry. People don't even get sweaty. Maybe you roll in there with some lacrosse balls and stuff like that for six weeks. You charge them for it, but it's a low barrier to entry. Then maybe after that six weeks, you take a group of people and say, all right, who wants to come to the gym for another six weeks? And now you've got two groups running. You've got a group on site, still low-key, low barrier to entry. And then you've got this other group of people coming to the gym for 30 minutes twice a week. Awesome. Now those people are going back. They're going back to the office sweaty, and they're talking about it. Now they're going to bring the office group with them. But again, you understand this is a really slow, slow buildup, all right? Now, the question I'm going to get is, how do I charge for this thing? How do I structure this thing? Guess what? The answer is you just put something out there and see what works, all right? It's don't overthink it. Charge, you know, pay yourself, pay your coaches a reasonable wage. Make sure you're compensating yourself. Make sure you're putting in, uh, you know, a a profit margin in there. But you're not going to get it right the first time but you got to do it. You're not going to get it right the first time, but you absolutely have to do it. So this brings us to our next quote from The Obstacle is Away with Ryan Holiday by Ryan Holiday. Failure really can be an asset if what you're trying to do is improve, learn, or do something new. Failure shows us the way by showing us what isn't the way. First, see clearly. Next, act correctly. Finally, 
endure and accept the world as it is. Failure can be an asset if what you're trying to do is improve. Failure shows us the way. So again, how do I price it? How do I structure it? What do I put in the emails? It doesn't matter. Use the template. All right, the template is clear. Find somebody that works there, slowly build trust, and slowly pull people out of the office and into your gym. That's over the course of three or four free lunch and learns, free presentation, follow-up content. Then maybe you do a little six-week nutrition thing. Then maybe you do a little six-week workout thing, both of those in the office. Then maybe we're getting people into the gym. That's the basic template. You provide value. You do a presentation. You get contact information. You follow up repeatedly. Then you show back up for another presentation. Follow up repeatedly. Show up for another one. Follow up repeatedly. After all of this, we're getting feedback. We're getting testimonials. We're putting names of employees to this thing. Now we're going to approach the HR director about our first six-week program. That's the template. Don't get hung up on the details, but just begin to lay that track. By the time it comes, by the time you're actually ready to put together a proposal and price this thing, you will have had three or four months of interaction with the company and with their employees, and you will have you you would have practiced this thing already. Again, I made this mistake. I put together I structured the most insane corporate wellness programs before I ever did my first lunch and learn presentation. Don't make that mistake. Get something out there, meet some people, let people know your face, and you slowly build it in. All right, so moving on, our next question. Same question, but as it relates to strength and conditioning programs, reaching out to schools. All right. It's the exact same structure. Find the parent of a kid that works out at your gym. That is your in. Now, think about all right, how busy are high school strength and conditioning coaches. They have their lane, and they don't want anybody else in that lane. Awesome. That's not, that is not the problem you're trying to solve right now is how to get their kids bigger, stronger, faster. You're going to be walking in as the antagonist. So think about what are some things that, that schools, like these school sports programs, aren't addressing and don't want to deal with that you can come in and fix? Mobility, recovery, sleep habits, nutrition, things like that. So those three things are all things that parents are interested in, but coaches aren't, by and large. Okay. Of course, there may be some you know, more uh, evolved coaches that are thinking along the lines of sleep optimization, for example. Chances are not happening. So this is a gap between what the parents want and what the uh, coaches are not providing. Awesome. You're going to step in and provide those things for free. Same idea. Several months, I want you to do a presentation at a school, at an event. Just reach out. Your in is through the parents, okay? Find the parent, talk to him. Hey, what type of nutrition strategies are they giving uh, your, these, your high school football player in the off season? 
Oh, your kid's a lineman? They need to put on 20 pounds? What are they telling that kid other than drinking a gallon of milk a day? Awesome. Here is a template that I used for some athletes here to put on some muscle. Why don't you try using that for your kid? Let me know what you think. You give that parent a spreadsheet. Hey, do you think of the, the rest of the offensive line uh, might find value in this? If they have a meeting, maybe chat with the, uh, you know, the lineman's coach. Maybe I can come in and chat with these guys. I'll give them all this spreadsheet, and maybe we get these kids putting on some serious muscle in the offseason. Boom, there's your in. Oh, does your kid kind of feel beat up after practice? Actually, you know, if you take a lacrosse ball and do this. Here, let me show you this. You know, here, actually take this lacrosse ball home. Give it to your kid. Have them roll around on it like this, whatever. Boom. Feeling better. Hey, I'd be happy to come to some meeting. I'll bring a, a bag of lacrosse balls. I'll actually leave them here. I'll leave them at the gym for the kids. And let me do a presentation. Hey, actually, while I'm at it, why don't I just go ahead and get all the parents' email addresses, and I'll follow up with some sample shopping lists for the kids. Here's the foam roller I recommend. Here's the lacrosse balls that we use if you want some at home. See, it's the same template. Find somebody that already trusts you. They are your in. Give three or four free presentations. Get contact information. Follow up. If you if you follow up, if you have a presence, then you will always have the opportunity to come in and, and do more. Again, you're just laying the track for that train to come on through. All right, to just punctuate this point about how to get this in and get buy-in from employers, I'm going to just pull a small clip from our Gym Owners Growth Summit from Jason Kalipa answering a question from a participant, Steve, who has a gym on the campus of a company but is struggling to get employee buy-in. Again, such a great just note of that persistence. You need to lay that track months before anybody comes on and takes advantage of the offer. So real quick, I just want to hear from uh, Jason Kalipa talking about this very thing. Yeah, I mean, Steve, I mean, the, the, the big thing is, right, we do lunch and learns, we do coffee meetings, right. and we give away free t-shirts. You'd be amazed if you give away a free t-shirt, what people would do to come there. And so my recommendation for you, Steve, is to send out an email, put up flyers, set up a lunch and learn, come in, explain what you do, explain who you are, right? And then um, break down any barriers and, and, and watch participation increase. Absolutely. There's a lot to be said about building that trust beforehand, before anybody's actually working out. It's, it's in a weird way, it's weird because we're sitting here in our gyms and we know that our, pro, our product is amazing. And we're like, oh, people just need to come and take advantage of this amazing product. Uh, but really, we forget how much trust needs to be built up. Uh, so it's a great note just to hear from Jason, who's got a well-established brand, just that he's still building up trust in, in these local communities. We're going to get to one more question that is along the same lines uh, as these others, and that will sort of wrap up this episode of the FAQ Project Part 2, uh, talking about corporate wellness programs doing a high school program, trying anything new in general. And really, the kind of the template is the same for all of this stuff. Here's a great question that came from the 321 Go Think Tank. There's an active adult neighborhood uh, being put up about two and a half miles from our gym. 
home prices ranging from two hundred to five hundred thousand. I went to set up a legends class. Not sure if we should call that or not. Blah blah blah. Uh, I was going to call the builder and offer the buyers three free sessions at our gym. Any advice on going about this? This is an incredible opportunity. You know, it's weird. I, I talk to people a lot of times about what's the ideal location to put a gym. And I always say, you know, anytime you don't have to disrupt people's normal commute patterns, uh, that's perfect. But here's this great opportunity where you've got an existing gym, and here people are developing all of these houses around you, which means you probably got a great, you know, you probably got a great deal on your space compared to what the the cost of your real estate now would be with all of these homes being developed. So what a great opportunity uh, to capitalize on. Now, what I would say, you got you can go a bunch of different ways here, okay? How do you reach out to these people? You know, I, I'm personally in, in the middle of an, uh, an urban center that's growing quite a bit. Uh, I'm in Kansas City. For those of you that don't know, it's a city of about 2 million people. Uh, they had a very ambitious goal of adding 70,000 residents to downtown over the course of like a six or seven year period, and they are projected to hit that. So I am in, in a similar situation where I kind of moved into a, a more blighted area, and I now have all of these apartments uh, coming up around me. So again, let's think about the template here. The template is the same. I'm not going to say, hey, we have classes here. You should come try them out. It's not that, it's not, hey, the fact that I'm aware of a product does not make me a customer. So let's start off with that as our template, that that really doesn't work. That does not mean that you should not have that option available. So we want to take this as a two-pronged approach, okay? So the first one is going to be a direct approach. Our second approach, we're going to try and flank the issue just a little bit here. So I agree that what you should do is you should reach out to the uh, the builder and the developer. And I'm not sure if these homes are for rent or if they're whatever the case may be. But I would say at whatever point that somebody becomes like signs their name on the dotted line to become a member of this community, uh, whenever that happens, yes, absolutely offer one, one free personal training session. Here's how you're going to sell it, though. It's going to be one free personal training session. I'm guessing if this is an active adult community, uh, wh- what this means is that there is going to be an on-site gym. Okay, so we're going to need to educate people the difference between coached fitness and going and using a gym because right now they believe they are one in the same. So what you're going to do is you're going to get with the developer and say, hey, most people don't use the gyms on site. I want your residents to use this on site gym. Would you mind if I just got some schematics on how this thing is laid out? Uh, let me know what equipment you're going to have in there. And you know what? We care first and foremost about wellness, and especially we care about the aging population. We have the same values. We want people to remain as independent as possible for as long as possible. All right? This is your conversation with the developer. So what you, what we're trying to do here is meet their needs, speak to a problem that they have, 
okay? So you want to paint this picture of this vibrant community of residents using all of the facilities. You know, when they go to show one of these houses, if they see a bunch of residents in the gym and using it and out and doing stuff and taking advantage of it, that sells more houses. So this is the vision that you want to sell to this developer is people using the facilities, okay? That's what you're selling to them. So you say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Developer, uh, what I would like to do is uh, I would like to offer a free personal training session for your the people coming in and, and, and purchasing a home or renting a home, whatever the case may be. Uh, so anytime somebody signs up, I would just like to offer a, a free personal training session that you know you create these coupons, they expire within 60 days, whatever, so you don't have people renewing them two years later when you're too busy to deal with it. But hey, I would like to give people this, uh, uh, you know, a, a free session, and I would like to come do it at the on-site facility, and I would like to kind of give them a little program, teach them how to use everything, help them build some confidence in the facilities so that they use it. Sounds pretty awesome, right? So you're painting the picture of residents using the facilities. Okay, this is a win-win. So then, what you do is you do that one personal training session with that person. And on the back end of that, you have a little canned follow-up, like a one-week program or a two-week or a one-month program, whatever the case may be. You do the personal training session. You get some face-to-face time with the resident. You follow up via email with that canned workout program that they can use over the course of the following month. Okay? That's our direct approach. Be sure you want to follow up with that resident via email, via phone, via text. Ask them how that one-month program is going. See if they have any questions. Let them know that you're here if you need them. That's our direct approach. One personal training session in the gym. Approach the builder as a way to promote interest in their existing facilities. That's going to be key promote interest in their existing facilities. That's going to make the the developer really excited. Now, that's our direct approach. Our indirect approach is going to be same thing. Lunch and learns, the coffee talk, the education stuff, just the presentations that you're going to do. So then what you do is you see if there's like an activities director in this community, some some type of director of social life. And then what you uh, a great thing to do is incorporate budget-friendly grocery shopping that is healthy. Uh, you know, tips and tricks on how to maintain mobility as you get older. Uh this is a safe walking path. Uh, whatever the case may be, come up with a bunch of different presentations. The more that you incorporate all of the businesses around them, the more compelling it becomes. So if there's like a local grocer right there next to this, get them involved. Create shopping lists that you have at the grocery store right there. Get the residents involved in that thing. Maybe take four or five residents on a shopping trip together. You know, do uh, healthy menu options for the area restaurants. You know, really get as much involvement as possible with the surrounding community so that you've got all this clout and buy-in when you come in uh, to, to ultimately sell people on membership. So remember, your Legends class 
is going to be the byproduct of your continued involvement in these things. Your corporate wellness program is the is a byproduct, okay? So I want you to think about is how can I give as much value to a specific audience as possible? Again, think about how many win-wins can I create? And then what I want you to do is get as many businesses and other stakeholders involved as possible around that company, around that uh, you know, active adult neighborhood, around that high school, whatever you want to call it. Get as many stakeholders involved, and then you follow up, follow up, follow up. Okay? If you have positive experiences giving value to these people, they're going to come back around and be customers. And at that point, you're going to be able to figure out, all right, what do I call the class? How do I price it? How do I structure it? You'll have a legends class at that point. You'll have a high school strength and conditioning thing at that point. But understand, the overall strategy is these things are a byproduct of you getting buy-in from all of the stakeholders. Cool? All right, well, I got about to <laughs> 5% of the questions that I wanted to get to today, uh, and, and we got to one excerpt from uh, previous <laughs> previous guests on the show. Uh, I'm trying to keep these short, guys, uh, so that you guys can turn around and actually execute on things. That is the purpose of the FAQ project, so keep coming back for more. I'll keep doing them. Let me know what you want to hear about. If you got questions, send them to me. I'll continue to pull them off of the think tank. Speaking of which, if you want to get involved in a highly valuable community, uh, the hub is the place for you. It is business courses, it is templates, and it is also this think tank, this mysterious thing that I keep mentioning. It is a place of supportive gym owners that believe in abundance and sharing. No question is a dumb question. Uh, If you want to get involved in that, it is a super low barrier to entry. It does not cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, 321goproject.com backslash hub if you want access to our hub platform and the subsequent think tank. In addition, uh, if you want to check out anything else, including uh, our partners of today's show, InBody USA, again, talking about corporate wellness and getting your foot in the door for high school programs my in-body machine has been invaluable in that pursuit. Again, it is no magic bullet. You have to follow the template. It is a very expensive piece of equipment, but it is a great way to add a ton of value and get your foot in the door for these things. So InBody USA, there's a link for their February promo for our listeners only. So again, check them out. InBody USA, a big thank you to them for helping support today's show. One more announcement. The Hubster Gathering is coming up. It is in Park City, Utah. It is coming up the first weekend in May. You need to be there. If you miss a Hubster Gathering in Charleston, you know what you miss. It was an amazing time. Another beautiful venue, Park City. We'll, we'll be at a, working out at CrossFit Park City, uh, Chris Spieler's gym. We will be ha- have so many awesome activities planned. So I'll put a link to our Hubster Gathering. This thing will sell out. You need to be there. Start planning now before flights go up. Do not wait until the last minute. Uh, we hope to see you there. Park City, Utah, the Hubster Gathering is the first weekend in May. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but 
Until next time, if you have any questions, shoot them my way. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for leaving us a review. Thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for sharing this with a friend. We'll see you next week.